This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Dana White, who's the, um, I guess, the head, the CEO, president of the UFC, you know who that guy is. He said that if you're a patriot, that you should be drinking gallons of Bud Light. Gallons of Bud Light if you're a patriot. So, let me ask the question. What would a patriot do right now? I uh, I started the other day with the, I thought it was an interesting podcast on what would AI do if AI were president of the United States. I thought it was fascinating what the AI response to that was. I'm never going to follow that. Seemed very practical. What would AI say that uh, patriots should be doing right now? Fighting back disinformation, protecting democracy, protecting rights for all? I don't know. What would you say? Elon Musk, he wants to build a school. $100 million he's going to spend. I'll tell you why that's not likely going to work. Taylor Swift, she's entertaining people. Is she a patriot? I don't know. Lots to talk about today. Problems in the military. Where do you hear this report from Camp Lejeune? All you hear is these commercials, right, about the... Uh, money for, you know, if you were at Camp Lejeune, you have cancer, blah, 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 blah. We, we didn't hear what's going on there now. Uh, the way the barracks look, the base looks. I wasn't at Camp Lejeune. I was at um, Paris Island. And um, embarrassing, appalling, really, the condition. But anyway, what would a patriot be doing right now? Well, Dana White, he says that uh, we should be drinking Bud Light. And I would say to you that that's about as bad of advice as getting the COVID vaccine. Why would Dana White do this flip-flop, right? Now, presumably, he's conservative-leaning. He's got Trump there at the UFC fights. And he's going to recommend that people give drink more Bud Light. I would never tell you to drink more Bud Light or probably any Anheuser-Busch product that I can think of, although I can't say that for certain. It certainly wouldn't be Bud. I don't know. Who drinks Budweiser? Who thinks Budweiser is a good beer? Who th- who thinks that the Bud Light? You know, you're going to drink Bud Light with uh, with a night of Taco Bell, and you better make sure that you've got a, a several bathrooms in your house. That's all I can tell you. Stuff is toxic. Bud Light. Now the funny thing about this is that Bud Light left the UFC. Fifteen years ago, he comes out with this passionate plea. And I believe it, that the family there, I'm sure they're good Republicans, right? This big corporate conglomerate that's pumping money into the UFC, that hardworking, you know, bloodthirsty Americans love, whatever you want to say. But then they left. They left. They took their dollars somewhere else. Who knows? Facebook, Face Crooks, wherever they went. And then they became very woke in the process. I'm just curious, as Dana White looked, we heard these tapes from, uh, was it Xerox or IBM? I'm like, these companies are still around. It's amazing to me. It's like Kodak. Yeah, they're still around. Um, They had some, um, you know, taped meeting where they were telling the 
uh, recruiters that they have to bring in non-whites. Like it's an all-or-nothing proposition. Is that what was going on? Is going on at, at Budweiser? How do we know? How do we know that they that they weren't telling their people you need to advertise in fringe progressive blah 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 blah, and then they see the backslash. They say, well, maybe it was a bad idea. Well, what about what's going on with the rest of the company? Should we care? I don't know that I really do a whole lot. I mean, uh, as long as they're not guilty of human rights violations, what do I care? All I know is that the beer sucks. That's my, you know, once again, we come back to basics. It's like with the football, with the with the anthem protests. I say, look, I don't care what you're protesting. You got the wrong venue here. I'm here to watch football, uh, not your protests. And then once you begin to realize that the professional football is all preordained fakery like a lot of other things, it loses its appeal. You, know, you realize that you're just being, you know, fed outcomes, preordained outcomes uh, under the guise of it being something that it's not. And it's not enjoyable. But anyway, is the UFC the same way? I, I don't think so, but I don't watch it anymore for other reasons. I used to be a big fan so the Bud Light, there are big big fans of the UFC. They leave, they're not, they go get all woke. I don't know the details of that. All I know is they pop up with, you know, Brian Mulvaney, this weirdo dude, right? <sighs> strange, strange stuff. How do you think that that's going to help drink beer? That your average beer-drinking Joe, I'm sure it's got to be heavily male, I would imagine. Uh, who drinks beer like that? It's not in Manhattan, San Francisco. <laughs> you think they want to see this Mulvaney dude in, in his jockstrap or whatever? So now Bud White Light says, um, well, we're back. And and the, the flip side is that, that Dana White, and I'll give you his side of it in fairness, and I, I believe I'll take it to be true, that, hey, this is a good family, and this is a, you know some kind of a mix-up or mi- mistake, and... You know, they've been punished enough that, um, you know, we, we need to keep this good American company, this good American family, um, you know, in business. And I say, I, I have no obligation to that at all. I say build a better beer. You know, if Dana White had half of the American spirit that he professes as patriotic, he would have created his own beer brand with this. He would have said, you know what, screw this. And you know what? Their beer sucks anyway, and now they're going to ram this crap down our throats. Guess what? We'll have our own beer. I have one for you. A good patriotic beer. A beer that patriots can rally behind. Yingling. Yingling Light. There's a beer that everybody can love. Great beer. Wasn't it Dana White that hit his wife? Let me search it here. Dana White. Dana White hits wife. Yes, Dana White caught slapping his wife. I thought so. Boy, did I call. I caught some crap for what I said about him back then. Oh, you know, accidents happen. He apologized. She apologized. They had been drinking. I don't believe it. I didn't see it. I didn't get into it. My sense is that this is a guy with uh, serious... Um, we call it uh, self-confidence issues, more than likely. Maybe anger issue, you know, a little bit of an ego 
that he thinks it's okay to slap his wife. And then he's going to tell everybody that it's patriotic to support the crappy beer brand because they're going to run ads with him. No thanks. This is funny how it works, really. Do you think that um, you know everything that everybody's complained about going on in the liberal media and the lies and the misleading, do you think that anybody should put up with this crap from, from this fakery either? I don't think so. I do applaud this much more, Elon Musk spending a million dollars to open a new university in Texas. Moved to Texas in 2020, out of the Bay Area. Now he's a big Republican. Donated $100 million to his charity to establish a uh, school in Austin and to seek accreditation from the Southern Association of Colleges. Well, isn't that nice? The school initially aims to enroll... 50 students, 50 students, $100 million, what is that, $2 million a student? The school does not want the inability to pay tuition or fees to be a barrier. Thus, if a student is admitted to the school, tuition and financial support will be provided to the extent of available resources. School will be primarily funded through donations and tuition fees. So, um, he's enrolled his children in a nonprofit experimental school. Everybody's lost faith in the American college education system. Why would that be? Well, can't be because of this. The University of Florida is offering an honors course on Taylor Swift. An honors course on Taylor Swift. Isn't that amazing? Um... I mentioned this story before, University of Pennsylvania not getting $33 million for the veterinary school. It amazes me. There really needs to be pushback on the Democrats, in my opinion, that the party is, is failing its values. That I mean, one of them being the homeless people, working people having difficulty buying food and uh, paying for heat and whatnot. I can't believe what we're spending on oil right now. Um, it's just crazy. I, I don't understand how... Uh, you know, people in in low-income brackets could possibly afford it right now. It's just such a swing. Democrats and Republicans agree that democracy could be at risk in 2024. What does that even mean? This political fear nonsense. 62% or 62% of voters think democracy could be at risk depending on the outcome. What do you mean? More than 54% believe that if Trump were to be reelected, democracy would weaken. Slightly less believe democracy would weaken if Biden remains in office. What does this even mean and who's even answering this question? Democrat respondents are more likely to say that democracy would stay the same. Republicans think it'll strengthen under Trump. The economy, government spending, the future of democracy and immigration ranked among the most important issues. That's bunk. That is absolute bunk. There's only two issues, really, that anybody cares about. That's the economy and these wars going on. Always seems to be another war. What a great way to win an election. How long was that little tool used? A world in disarray. Wars in the Middle East and Ukraine, problems in China, 
disorder being the new world order. This is all from a um, a um, a guy who served under both Bush and Reagan, talking about this new world disorder. What is it going to mean? Well, it's going to be interesting when uh, global trade is affected, which it already is, both by COVID and by the wars. And I would only expect that to get worse. Forcing, forcing more nationalization, whether countries want it or not, I think ultimately a good thing in that sense. Um, this is, is fascinating. Uh, a George Soros-funded group that trains left-wing prosecutors. Let me tell you how easy this can be. Um, I've witnessed this firsthand. They've been refining these techniques for a long, long time. And they will go to public places where we have respected the right of the people to be heard. And they are um, abusing that. And that's not everything that's going on here, but they're abusing this access based on this idea of this right to be heard. And they're using it to push this uh, propaganda. And in the case of the attorney generals, what it means in basic terms is not rewriting the laws or just reinterpreting the laws. You know, so, you know, was it speeding? Well, you know, not if it was to take your child to the hospital who was choking, right? Always a little little gray area. How far does that go? Well, pretty radical, believe it or not. Um, I don't know. Crazy things going on. Amazing to think that some foreign actor can fund a fundamental shift in our criminal justice system here in this country. And so easily, really. Unreal when you think about it. I have a couple of stories from the Marine Corps here. I told you I want to mention about the conditions down there. Um, it's actually uh, Camp Geiger, I think it is. No, it's, it's the uh, infantry base down there. It's not on the main Camp Lejeune campus. But I believe it. And it's unbelievable, the photos. We'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about this sexual abuse case. And um, this young lady um, uh, ended up in the brig for 328 days. And she's claiming sexual assault. I had to be a little careful with these stories because I don't like to victim shame. But I want you to make sure you understand what's going on here. Uh, she enlisted in the Marines in 2013. Um, so she was uh, assaulted in 2015 by a superior. After reporting that in 2018, three years later, um, instead of investigating that, they began to medically retire her which she is calling re, uh, retaliation and lack of help that led to a downhill mental health spiral for her. She's Burmese. Burmese immigrant, joins the Marine Corps, so she never felt any support from the military. Um, and, uh, you know, she feels as a, a very much a, um, 
the victim in all this. She filed a report which requires the military to open an investigation three years after it happened. Um, her military attorney mishandled her unrestricted report, according to her. The Marines um, and eventually initiated this medical retirement, which um, Sheik says is retaliation, but agrees here that she suffered a post-traumatic stress episode where she said she had a flashback. She attacked her then um, partner. And this is from a police response for a domestic. She said, I just started stabbing at the door, wanting to hurt myself, hurt somebody. So, in 2018, she goes off the deep end for whatever reason, right? Whether you believe her story or not. Police come, she's stabbing this door uncontrollably, clearly having a mental health breakdown, just to be fair and all that. Would you agree? Whether it's the PTSD that she claims or whatever the case might be. I believe some kind of trauma she likely experienced, maybe, maybe not, but likely. So the police come and then Suddenly, she wants to report a 2015 sexual assault as the trigger for this 2018 event. And when the Army doesn't look into that and instead labels her as having a psychiatric problem, she can't see the wisdom of that. Why do I bring all this up? Because this problem in the military has grown so crazy out of control. It's destroying careers. It's, um, I believe that there is a level of, of um, you know, violence that's going on and the females need to be protected. Uh, probably more needs to be done in that. How do you do that when there's more efforts to um, integrate? It becomes very difficult. And I think you'll see more and more of this. For the, for I would say for both young men and women, be careful who you associate with and what kind of situation you put yourself in. So then there's this story. Um, I'm going to see here. I can't believe a school of infantry, Camp Lejeune, uh, Homecoming Gate. Um forget what camp this is. I want to say Geiger, but that's Okinawa is the uh, infantry, where the infantry's at in Okinawa, I think. Um, anyway, I forget what, what camp it is down there. But it's Camp Lejeune. And the mold in the ceilings and um all over the uh, the facility, the floors, the walls, the ceilings, just horrific, really. And then basically making the Marines uh, responsible for cleaning it up themselves, which is typical. You know, and, um, some of they said there was cases where there had been uh, suicides, and the Marines had to go in and, and do the cleanup of the, you know, the biological uh, cleanup of that. Crazy. So, uh, not to this level, um, but uh, Camp Geiger. Yeah, I have it right. Camp Geiger, North Carolina. I was correct. 
Um, so what does all this mean? Well, Marines are really crapped on leaving Afghanistan. Um, 13, well, it was, I think 11 Marines, one Navy, one Army, something like that, died as they're leaving. I predicted that from that, uh, from from the way the, the uh, pullout was done. They had uh, all these people, Afghans, there, sleeping there, living there, leaving their biological waste, and the Marines were made to clean that up before they left. It's just horrible how Marines are being treated. And um, now, you know, I liken this to my son in the Air Force. I went to visit him down at Fort Bolas, and it was like a Disney resort they had him staying at. They had cleaning service. Big disparity, wouldn't you say? What do you blame that on? You certainly have to, uh, you know, blame some of it on the Marine Corps Command. You know, how does a commanding officer let that building look like that and expect troops to be there and carry on in those kind of conditions? Ridiculous, really. Um, But it's got to be, I'm I'm sure, a funding issue, too. I don't know. Priorities? Missed priorities? Dysfunctional Marine Corps? There have been rumors about wanting to get rid of the Marine Corps. You know, all those white nationalists, racists. I could see why they'd want to get rid of it. With the, um, you know, recruiting so low. Listen to this. The United States is unprepared for the growing threat of mosquito and tick-borne viruses. I'm pretty sure that, um, what's the, uh, what's the, the tick, um, thing that messes you up? I forget what it's called. My buddy got it. It was, got, came out of a lab. Now they're warning of this uh, mosquito threat. Well, ironically, Russia was alleging that the United States was genetically modifying mosquitoes in Ukraine to injure Russia. And somehow they were releasing mosquitoes in Florida and Texas. And then there was a malaria outbreak. Just coincidental? I don't know. Uh, So the Marine Corps, they're phasing out, I guess. Um, I don't have this here. Let me see if we can play this. Probably most important is the political paradigm. Um, the political paradigm um, was that since we cannot solve the conflict between us and Palestinians, uh, all what we did failed. So the only way to do it now is uh, managing the conflict. So the policy was managing the conflict and uh, not to try to solve it. Uh, And um, in order to do it, uh, we had to do something. So first of all, this is talking about Hamas and the Israel conflict. Um, And I would say to you, what what he's saying there right now is an indication that they just want the conflict to go on and on. No desire for any end of the conflict at all. Which uh, we call divide and, uh, divide and rule. Uh, meaning uh, we have to make sure that Palestinians will not have a unified leadership. Uh, to make sure that we should be always be able to say that nobody to talk with, nothing to talk about. 
And in order to do it, uh, we had to make sure that Hamas will go on controlling Gaza. And, um, and the Palestinian Authority, uh, supported by Fatah, uh, will go on um, leading Palestinians in the West Bank. And they will create a conflict. You know, they, they will, in a way, almost fight each other. And, um, and in order to do it, uh, we had to do all, all what we did. Um, enhancing or assisting um, Hamas, uh, transferring money, uh, enabling people uh, to work with them, etc., etc. And probably without our intention, we found ourselves strengthening Hamas. So, and we can I'll save you from listening to all this. This guy is a, um, he's the head of the, uh, Israeli Secret Service and apparently uh, Commander-in-Chief of the Navy. Basically, um, you know, they're saying that Israel was playing a dangerous game in Gaza, supporting two different sides, trying to bring conflict on themselves, and that it backfired. And, um, you know, this has been the game, the sabotage game. The Soviets did it, the Chinese do it. Um, maybe every country does in, in some way. The United States has been meddling all over the place, and Israel has as well. And I don't know the extent of it in Gaza, but how much is this meddling going to be backfiring? We shall see. Within uh, other related news, did you hear about this missing binder that this... Uh, and they're saying that there's this, this information that they didn't recover. And so this is, they're saying, is some kind of a, a, a public uh, um, sign here being laid that um, Trump has some information and um, that this information is very damning, whether it be war with Iran or um, whatever they're alleging that this thing, and this is like a, a big binder, this thing, like 10 inches thick huge volume of information and uh, somehow this book just up and disappeared and what's going on with that well it, this little cat and mouse game that they call an election um, seems to be getting more and more heated by the day uh, calls you know it could be a EMP attack we put it up with these people to uh, team up with China and um, I, I wouldn't put it past these uh, this swamp whatever the heck uh, we're dealing with here that they would uh, drink poison to get back at, at their own people. Little doubt in my mind. Start a nuclear war. Some evidence of that. Ships in mass in the Middle East. U.S. issues dire warning to North Korea on nuclear threat. <sighs> crazy, crazy stuff. But they will not let Trump get elected. If they have to pick a fight with North Korea, if they have to pick a fight with China, they say, China, you know, either you cooperate with us and start another pandemic or, I don't know, send an EMP. I don't know. Meanwhile, listen to this. The story says here, Army facing a TikTok mutiny. Uh, Generation Z recruits whining about the conditions in the army well 
And by the way, I noticed that uh, the videos that I saw, not one white person, not one. The culture has shifted. Um, it's not pro-American. Morale is way down. Um, recruitment is way down. People are not supporting what this country stands for. People are not willing to fight for it. People don't trust the government, don't trust what our government says, what our government does. You've got this crazy, crazy demographic shift going on in certain places, military being one of them. Um, Police in L.A., sheriffs maybe, I forget now, hiring uh, first round of DACA immigrants. So these are people that came here illegally. Now, are they more American or less American than, than me or you? I don't know that I would look at it that way at all, but it's a big demographic shift. It really is. What's the future going to hold and why, really? I mean, it, it's really true. Um, there seems to be a disappearance of, of, of young white people in certain areas. Um, policing, there's not enough new people coming in. Government, not enough new people coming in. Was I talking to somebody, a uh, young person, became an HVAC tech. He said for every um, 15 retiring, there's one coming into it. Nobody wants to do it. It's crazy when you think about all these different problems and shift. A lot of it's demographic. A lot of it is... Uh, financially fueled and a lot of a lot of chaos and craziness going on in the meantime um, it's going to be an interesting year coming up with this election i would say that the crazy news is just going to get crazier and crazier speaking of that uh, probably next week i'm going to do this i reviewed this cia psyop manual and it is unbelievable what i found in here we'll tee that up for next week god willing I'll be back on Friday. I hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.